What up, though? This your boy, Big Money Broner, a.k.a. the Seven Mile Destroyer, Isaiah Broner. You're now listening to Wrestling Cheers. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the Seven Mile Destroyer. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Isaiah Broner. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your Everless's Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview with Isaiah Broner. So, basically... This past weekend, I went down to OWA for Good Trouble 3, along with my friend and someone you've heard on this show, IWTV Guide, and if you catch my grift, none other than Charlie Butters. And uh, half the reason why I went down there was to get this interview, but the other half was to experience an OWA show as well as a Good Trouble show. You know, this is Black History Month. This is our second interview of Black History Month. Like I said before, I can't remember if it was in the Alex Kane episode, but there would be two interviews this year instead of four, and this is the second one. But I really wanted to experience at least one of these all-black shows because I've heard a lot of great things about them, and I'll admit, I mean, like any other part of wrestling, like I don't know every single wrestler, and with black wrestlers, it's no different. Now, do I have my fair share that I know, love, follow, and I'm a fan of? Yes. But, you know, I was introduced to some new talent at this show. Not new, new, but people that either I haven't really had my eyes on or some I just flat out never heard of. But got to see him live and uh, going to be keeping my eyes on some of these great individuals. And I got to meet Don't Die Miles, which, you know, that's one wrestler that I've followed on Twitter for a while. I think was right. Or I feel like it was right around the pandemic that they started popping up more, or at least that's where I started hearing of them. And I, I've always heard nothing but good things about them as a person. So I made sure uh, I introduced myself, got a picture with them and it was great. You know, a huge shout out to OWA for not only putting on a great show, but allowing me to get this interview done before the show, you're going to hear some background noise and you're going to hear our good friend Will do some ring announcing because there was a pre-show thing going on that I didn't know about, or at least I didn't see it advertised till the day before. And we ended up you know, recording in the middle of it, but obviously we weren't right at ringside, but 
you know, there wasn't necessarily like a safe part of the venue where we could hide away in a nice soundproof corner. So that you're going to hear the ring. You're going to hear the ring announcer. You're going to hear, you're going to hear someone yell at one of the wrestlers. Um, more on that in the interview. And uh, we get a run in. We get a run in from, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say who, but I'm going to say that they could potentially be a future guest. I have, they're on my list of people I want on the show. I want to sit down and do an interview with them. I want to do it in person though. So got to figure out how it's going to work. Anyway, like I said, huge shout out to OWA and check them out. Check uh, If you can go down to one of their shows in Columbus, I highly recommend it. I'm going to try to go back more. Unfortunately, with a lot of like life balance, that's harder. And as well as maybe the day of their next show, I already have some plans to go to another show out of state. So unfortunately, won't be making that one. But uh, yeah, let's get into this interview with Isaiah Broner. This is the Caribbean Chocolate, Jocelyn Navarro, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. All right, we are back here on the podcast, and you know what? It's been a while since I've had a, a face-to-face interview, so it's really nice to get one of these done. And we have, uh, like I probably said in the intro, Isaiah Broner. Broner, how's it going? What's up, man? Appreciate you having me. Everything's no complaints. Everything's going good. How was that drive in from St. Louis? It sucked, but... <laughs> But I'm here. Uh, we made it. No issues. So I'm just thankful for that. At least it's a fairly easy drive because you're mostly going across 70. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yep. So I did like the, it was like six hours coming back. Mm-hmm. So I did like the first four. And Josh finished out the last two for my I was snoring sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> then you got with that one too because you're coming from central to eastern like you just lose an hour yep. and like i know like i did nashville coming back to ohio and like c- coming back up just losing that hour made it feel like a whole day drive but yeah. it's like it really necessarily wasn't yeah man it, it sucked man just i just woke up confused like <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what the, what the hell happened but yeah so you know recently you've you finally debuted at w yes sir dude like the impact you've had just like in a short amount of time with fans is crazy. Like you got just instantly over, dude. I appreciate it. Like since I started coming down there to train, like mm-hmm. that was like my goal was just to eventually debut there. Wow. And then had a couple of setbacks with injuries. Yeah. But you know, I couldn't ask for it any better way. Like everything, wow. just trusting the AIW management and just thankful to get opportunities and try to make the most of every opportunity I get. I know, like, when I would see you walking around, like, I didn't even know you were, you were training there. I mean, it does make sense. But because sometimes, you know, wrestlers will come in, help out however they can, and then eventually get on a show. So to me, it was kind of like that, like, all right, you know, Broner's around here. When, like, when is it going to be his moment? When is he going to get some match? And then it was, uh, Hell on Earth. No, 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 Hell on Earth. It was, uh, that was your first main show, the, uh, Winchester. Winchester. Like, yeah. when that got announced. It was like, oh, fuck, yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's getting his time, and then, like, it's it's pretty much, it's been crazy ever since, and I, like, as a fan, like, I know a lot of us, like, love it. I appreciate it, man. Like, like I said, just trying to make the most of any and every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not wanting to complain. Like, I tell everybody, like, give me, opp- give me opportunity, I'll handle the rest, and I live by that. So, yeah. I'm just thankful for Thorne and AIW, Dom, everybody for giving me the chance. I'm just trying to take the ball and run with it. Yeah, and even like doing my, my homework on you, like you you did some things that I didn't necessarily like know about. Like I didn't know you came from 
the for the gladiators from the arena football team. I didn't know that you tried out for the Argonauts. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the team names because <laughs> uh, I'm actually a CFL fan. I'm a fan of the Stamps. Oh yeah. So like, so when I heard you, you tried out, for, I'm like, oh shit! Like, and then like, obviously, uh, you know, you had uh, a tryout and everything, or like you had the contact with yeah. with Billy Gunn and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, hey. you are somebody who is a fucking dude who is definitely always trying to get to that next level. Yeah, I um, I thought. This is the first thing I wanted to do, but it's kind of good at football, so I stuck with that for probably longer than I should, but it, it led me back to here. Yeah. Like, Billy Gunn saw one of my tapes mm-hmm. and suggested I come out, so he stuck true to his word. Like, he wound up getting fired, but he passed it along to Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to offer to try out, like, literally my first match like after yeah, training. Yep. So, everything happens and works for a reason, man. So, I, I ain't got no complaints about that right now. Well, especially too, you're a you're a Rams fan. Yeah, you got you got you got a good week here. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. How that win make you feel? They scared they scared the hell out of me that game. <laughs> like, yeah, I did think Bur. I, honestly, I thought Burrow was gonna cut the comeback, but Aaron Donald shut it down. So I got something about this. Like yeah. Michigan let me down. No, so yeah. you should be used to that by now. Yeah, I don't count the Lions anymore. So <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> you know, you got you got the Rams. Like I know you're a Rams fan and everything, and I. It's not that I'm bitter. Like I don't know how Josh feels about this, but I didn't want OBJ to win this year. If you if if like let's say the Bengals won, like next year the Rams get in the Super Bowl against some other team, I'd be like, fine, like l- let him let him win. But getting it like right after leaving Cleveland, I'm like <laughs> salt in the wound. Yeah, it's I just, mean, like too too soon, too soon. Same thing with Stafford. Like, mm, yeah. it, it, it's not that I didn't want him to win. It's just like I knew it was going to happen because. I've watched him play his entire career. Yeah. So, like, I knew what he can do, but he played for the Lions, so nobody cared. So, but, yeah, it sucked for y'all, man. Like, because y'all had y'all, such – y'all got a good roster. Y'all got mm-hmm. a good team. It's just y'all quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not – I've not jumped off the bandwagon yet. I want to see another year – at least another year from him because I think when he played as good as he did his rookie year and his third year – when, especially when we went to the playoffs, it's like there's something there, and like could it have been this past season with the injuries? I I think possible, but I don't I don't want to like throw him away because maybe he is that quarterback that gets in the races. Like 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 look at like going back to Stanford, Lions were a shitty team, All right. and like he had like so <laughs> many like opportunities, but like now when we throw him into the system, we're like oh it wasn't Stafford, it was the Lions. So I think if they get back to like more run base. Yeah, like get like and stop trying to make him a predominant passer or yeah. make the offense revolve around it. Y'all will be straight. I got two Pro Bowl running backs, so mm-hmm. let's go off play action. But we'll see. Like I know watching that Super Bowl, like I was rooting for the Bengals. It was a great underdog story there too. But at the same time, just watching for most of the game how smooth the Rams were playing, I'm like, that's. I mean, for the Bengals, I'm like that's not good. Like they're like they're playing at another level. Maybe you know. The Bengals, I don't want to say not living up to that, but I mean they had moments where they were really good, but it wasn't consistent. Yeah, but like, I felt like I saw that more with the Rams after they. I think after that, they last score, like they just got cold, and I, I was, I was like, okay, this drive, like we need to hold them this drive, but yeah. they dev- they didn't do anything else with the ball, so mm-hmm. it, and then they took like they took 
took the ball out of Mixon's hands. Like it's like a lot of questionable stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, they should have won that game, honestly. Yeah, I think the Rams were for the most part like more seasoned yeah. for, for a lot of that. So it just made sense. Like, but I definitely was ready for that. Just even just this storyline. Okay, we go from like last year when the Bengals won two or three games. Mm-hmm. Hadn't won a playoff game since the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then not only win a playoff game, but managed to make it to the Super Bowl and win. Like, that's like, that's a movie right there. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, heartwarming. Like, even if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you're like, ah, that's, 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 like, that's a good story. But, obviously, it fell the way it did. <laughs> yeah, they, they, then they knocked off every top, top city team. So, yeah. it, was, it wrote itself, man. It wrote itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, congrats. Like that means like how many teams years just recently won the championship? You got the Lakers last year, but you I mean you are a LeBron guy, which I I respect. Yeah, yeah like wherever you go, you know, it's pretty much like after after Iverson left, it went straight to LeBron. So I was like, all right. So wherever LeBron is. I I sort of feel that cuz like for me, when he when he left the first time, I hated him cuz it was just like he was treated away on this team like the be all end all. And leaving the way he did, it was just like, you know, part of the reason like we've had these issues is because of you. Like, yeah, you're part of our success, 100%. But, like, getting the players you wanted has also, like, are the reason why we're in this position. So, him leaving, coming back, like, at least at that time winning a championship, like, I was for him the whole run. And then after he won the championship, I know some people jump back on, they're like, oh, I hate LeBron. I'm like, dude, he won us a championship. Yeah, like, I got nothing but love. And, like, I've, I've been rooting for him in uh, L.A. He did everything he said he was going to do. Should have won it the first year he came back. But, you know, Kyrie and uh, I think Love got hurt. Yeah, so, I love that love, that yeah. love injury. So, he did. He did. He got a championship here. So, mm-hmm. that was that's the important thing. You, th- you think he's coming back eventually? Yeah. I mean, that's here's the crazy thing. Like, I, rem- and I feel like nobody's talking about this. But when he – before he left the first time – I'm not the first time, but the second time here – People were talking about, yeah, he's going to go to like L.A. or something, and then he's going to come back to play with his son. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, now everybody's acting like this is like a crazy news thing. Like, mm, he, wasn't this like we'd be talking about this for a couple of years? Yeah, I, I, I saw him like finishing his career. So that's that's at least what I thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to finish as a Laker. So it'd be dope to see him come back and then finish it with his son. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that. Yeah, that's that'd be crazy. And like this, like I haven't been following it as much because I've just over the past few years I've become way more of a football guy. So like when we get into that transition of like, all right, now it's basketball season, I'm like, eh, I don't care as much. But I know like with you being a LeBron fan, I'm the similar. Growing up, I was a Shaq fan. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have a jersey from every single team he's been <laughs> on. Even I have a Celtic jersey. Oh shit! Yeah, so like every like he was just I don't know. He's what like I really got attracted to like with basketball because everybody's like, oh. Uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. I'm like, yeah, like he's kind of cool, but then I just got into fucking Shaq and like, I never was, awesome. I never was a Jordan guy, man. Really? Okay. I, I, I was Iverson for me. Okay, yeah. I was Iverson, T Mac, Kobe, Shaq, Ben Wallace. Yeah, looking back on Kobe, like that's he was such a great. I didn't, I don't think I appreciated as much because I've definitely been more of a Shaq guy and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like looking back and like that dude was just flat out awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's easily like such a huge legend mm-hmm. for LA. Like you consider him what number two of the franchise now? Irma, no, number three probably. Yeah, by Kareem, well, Kobe, Magic, maybe it's like a toss-up three between Kareem and Kareem and Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Why was yeah. I counting out Shaq? <laughs> of all people, I'm counting out. 
Maybe it's because like like how he just jumped around the league for so many years. Yeah, like those last couple years is just like Cleveland for a year, Boston for a year, Phoenix. Yeah, for after a year before he, Cleveland, after he left Phoenix, it was like he was like, "All right, I'm gonna go here. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna go here." I'm like, "Man, just retire, man." Just. I don't know if I've, I've ever told this story on the podcast. I've only ever been to one Cavs game my whole life, and it was Shaq's last year. My ex got me tickets. For uh, it was Valentine's Day slash our first anniversary, and my whole thing was like, get to go see Shaq play. Mm-hmm. He got injured shortly after, and the <laughs> game was in March, and no Shaq. He was no, he was not even fucking there. Like I bought, I know they had a Shaq foam finger that I bought because I was like, I need something. <laughs> like he wasn't even on the bench. I'm like, man, like that's that's my guy. Like, just, I still love that dude. Yeah, he just stay home, like yeah, yeah. Like when he just when he play like. 20-some games this last year. I was like, yeah, it's time for him to go, man. Was, yeah. Y'all want to stay too long. I fell in love, too, with that, like, his early career there in Orlando. Like, yeah. like looking back at that, like, that was such a fun time. Like, him and Penny Hardway, like. Because he can move, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he, like, muscle. Like, he was, mu- he always, like, muscle-bound. But the way he can just get up and down the court. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it was crazy, man. That was, I'm kind of mad that they didn't bring a title. To Orlando. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, then he. I mean, he obviously went to uh, L.A. after that. Yeah. But have you ever listened to any of the rap albums? Yeah. Really? Me too. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, like the can't, can't stop the rain. Like I really like that that record. Right? That first rap album I ever listened to was Shaq Diesel. <laughs> I, I like hate him. Like, I don't say hate him anymore because I still love him. And like that's how I, I know that he was drafted. You know, first overall '92 NBA draft because I think that's literally. The opening of the album is like with the first selection of the 1992 <laughs> NBA draft. Orlando Magic selects Shaquille O'Neal from yeah. Louisiana State University. That it goes into like whatever song, but he, he's not bad. It's just like Shaq is Shaq, so you don't expect it. You don't expect him to take it serious, but he's mm-hmm. really, he, he's not bad. Like the the best song he had, and it was, oh, I forget what album was off because I first heard it on his best of. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it might be Can't Stop the Rain. Um, the Biggie on it was that the one with Biggie. No, 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 not that one. Oh, um, which that one's pretty good too. Biological didn't bother. Oh yeah, like the real story about you oh, know, yeah, his, his stepdad. Yeah, yeah, like, like that's just him being real, telling the story, and like, fucking, I, I'll pop that in from time to time. It's it's a it's a good one. I think I saw the video for it first. So oh, yeah, I didn't even know there was a video. Yeah, I gotta a, look that up. Yeah, it's a video. Uh, I was trying to find it on YouTube, and I'll shoot you the link. But yeah, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, yesterday you had the match with jocelyn and I, it, it's it's no secret that's your girlfriend yeah uh what's what's it been like you know watching like all her success like over the past year or so um i was happy for her yeah i last almost two years like so since we've been together like riding up and down the road with her she heard her fucking name because because now she's coming in here yeah, <laughs> no yeah. Way, we're about to say good yeah. things <laughs> get out of here you <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like um, just hearing her goals and seeing how hard she worked mm-hmm. and like a lot of stuff she had to overcome. Like she really deserves it, and like I'm in her ear. Yeah, like before the Thunder Rose came out, books somewhere else. Okay. like the whole time just telling her like this is your, you know, you deserve it. Like and just seeing her get opportunity after opportunity. Like she should have been got it in my opinion, a long time ago, but yeah. I'm glad everything is coming to her now. Like, I couldn't be happier for her. Like, 
and to have that match in Akron, because I know, you know, a handful of years prior to that, she did the New Talent Initiative and, like, wasn't picked. I don't even think, like, was used at all. And to watch, like, how much she, like, picked it up after that and everything she did. And then, obviously, eventually going to AIW school helped things. But, like, she's she's earned that spot. Like, yeah. I first saw her in person. Because, like, being in my position, there's people I'll follow, but maybe I don't. I won't get to see you live for a while. But, like, the first time I seen her live uh, was at a Ohio Championship Wrestling show. And she had a match with, I think it was, her name was London Ali at the time. Mm-hmm. I think she's, she's changed, she changed her name and moved to Texas. But, like, I know she was, like, talking in the ring. I couldn't understand her. And I'm like, there's, like, some more here. But, like, I can't get into it just because, like, I know she's probably saying something funny, but I can't understand her. Mm-hmm. And to see, like, where she's just gone, like, I'm going to get better, I'm going to get better, I'm going to do better to the point of, yeah, like, she's getting matched against Thunder Rosa, against AK, against Lufisto. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, if there's anybody we're going to champion locally, like, as a woman, like, it's her. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, no doubt. like, I'll I'll never forget when she debuted, which was at um, the first Indiana show, the uh, I Assure You Were Open, and she just came out 40 Acres, and I'm just like, it's something that many people will look past. I'm just like, she fucking debuted. That's fucking awesome. About damn time. Yeah. Things are about to pick up. Yeah, because she told me about it. And she told me, she's like, man, I got a spot in the collector. I'm like, all right. I know you're going to kill that shit. And just saw up and down the timeline. I don't even remember what the match was. It's like, she was a highlight of it. And, like, you've been around her. Like, her energy, just how she mm-hmm. carries herself, like, it stands out. So, she, she definitely earned everything she got coming. Mm-hmm. This is just, like. She's just scratching the surface of where she's going. Where she's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like somebody too that I just watch her like bounce everywhere. Like her, like going to Vegas and Texas when like most local wrestlers aren't doing that. And it's just like there's there's a hustle that not everybody has, and like she definitely has it. Yeah, I like she's she's responsible for me coming to AIW. She was like, get out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I used to come down here and train with us, and I would start. Yeah, we did OV, OVW for a year. So we those five, five, four, four and a half, five hour car rides. Okay, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should do this. She look at each other's matches. Okay, you should try this. Or we, should. we went bowling and was working on fucking moves in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of a game. So she's been like a huge plus outside of the ring and during training. Um, she helps like the newer, you know, she's like, Psychology wise, she really, she really has it. So she's valuable in like very much every aspect of wrestling, not just what she do inside the ring. Mm-hmm. So that's a crazy thing. Like I always forget about like Michigan really doesn't have much of a scene or just nothing that like gets highlighted. It's toxic, man. It's it's nothing. It's talent there, and like I've been trying to tell like the guys I'm in a faction with like to get out mm-hmm. because every time you hear about something about Michigan, it's something negative. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be drawn into that. And then if you just work predominantly one place, you can't continue to learn. You can't continue to grow. Mm-hmm. So you got to step outside your comfort zone. I could have came down here and whether I got over or I didn't, I took a chance. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that up there. So like big fish, small pond type mentality. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a lot of states. Uh, or you'll just have like certain pockets to where like, well, I don't want to go here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I look at it like, if that's what you want, go for it. But like, if you genuinely like want to get better, you want to get bigger, you want to, you know, make a full living of it. Like 
you got to make some sacrifice. You're not going to have it just in like one promotion or one simple area. Because I don't like, I've, I've made friends with some people in Michigan and like they'll talk about their scene. And I'm just like, man, there's like people that I've just never heard of. And it's like not, not a knock, but it's just like they haven't gotten out enough. And like, like, the, the, I think there are only like two promotions I could think of. Uh, and I'm not even sure if either of them are around anymore. Uh, what was it like Border City and Greek Town? Like, that's it. Yeah. And even then, like, I can't tell you the last time I heard of either. But I remember pre pandemic, I was hearing a lot. But like, at the same time, they were pulling certain people I knew from Ohio and like other places. Like, especially like, I think Greek Town was doing a lot of uh, Canada stuff too. Like, yeah. having like the best of both worlds. And it, like, that's the thing. Like, if you go up there, you know, tell them, like, hey, man, we, they don't know you down here. What? I, I do this. Like, no, nah, man. Like, you have to humble yourself and drop yeah. the ego. Like, everybody's not going to know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I've accepted that I have to continue to build that name. I came down here. I wasn't expecting, oh, I'm going to get a match because I'm, I don't know me down here. So I have to establish that. And a lot of people are not willing to humble themselves or drop the ego to rebuild or work mm-hmm. in a new area. So it's crazy, but it's, it's only so much you can tell somebody, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely all about, too, like, making connections and just even, like, showing faces. Like, even, too, like, a uh, particular promotion I go to, like, some of those wrestlers don't even have Twitter. And it's like, great, like, that's what you want, fine. But, you know, you got to pr- be able to promote yourself mm-hmm. one way or another. And, like, t- Twitter's free. Yeah. It won't cost you a thing. Just throw something out there and, you know, start with one thing. But, uh, you know, o- it's going to build over time. Every wrestler who started training within the past five years and started a particular Twitter, like, they started out with next to nothing, but eventually got somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is free marketing. Yeah. yeah this is free marketing. I was looking at this free marketing and mm-hmm. continue to push yourself out there even more. Even if you, you're you in Michigan, Ohio, you can reach somebody in California or Texas or somewhere or whatever and make them uh, privy to your your brand or your style of wrestling or whatever, but got to put forth some type of efforts or is it? Yeah, and even like Okay, like you put like your wrestling stuff out there, but like if you put a little bit of your actual uh, personality out there, which not, I know not a lot, a lot of wrestlers do, but it's just mm-hmm. like, for example, like someone from California sees you sees you wrestles, maybe they see the gift with uh, Filthy Tom, mm-hmm. or, or you knock the bejesus out of him, <laughs> but uh, like they see that, then they find out you're a Lakers fan, like oh shit, me too, and like right. like that could like create a fan, but it's like you have to take that first step of creating just a simple social media account. Uh, just just be yourself, man. Yeah. Just- Hey, y'all follow me on Twitter. If, I, if it ain't wrestling related, sports, or I'm just saying something dumb that I see happen during out the day, man. Just, just be yourself, man. Just get yourself out there. Yeah, that, that's one thing I love when any wrestler does is they, they put their real persona out there. It's not like business and wrestling 24-7. You're like, like oh, I like the Lakers. Or I like, you know what, uh, this person just came out with an album. I really like it. So it's just like getting to know more outside of whatever character it is. Oh, yeah. This, this was all about fun. People want to feel personable to you. They want to feel like there's some type of connection outside of the ring, and mm-hmm. it helps. Yeah, I mean, because that could pull you into liking somebody where you, just, you could be like, ah, I don't really know. But then when you get a more of that personal side, you're like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. And then like that can like then suck them in to like change their mind of whether they like you or not or whether they're just undecided. And then yeah. they're like, all right, you know, th- this is my dude. This is this is someone I really like. Yep, they'll, they'll give you a try, and if they don't like you, they'll still give you a try. But they might be exposed to somebody else that they, like, hey, I don't particularly care for your brand of wrestling, but I saw so and so, and I'm a fan of theirs. So everybody wins at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, let's talk a little bit about music. Uh, one thing that I want to mention, because it's like we striked up a conversation when we first talked about this interview, and because I just I just wanted to get your reaction on it. I'm surprised, like, I can't say I'm surprised, but like <laughs> you actually knew what I was talking about, and that is the late, great, big proof. Yes. Like, hands down, one of my favorites. Yes. Like, I was, um, I used to like promote parties, um, mm-hmm. like fresh out of high school. So literally the day before he died, he agreed to do a party with us. Oh damn! Like we got the last email from him, and, and it happened. So, so I know like every uh, March thirteenth they do like a three one a proof day. So oh, three three, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my guy, man. It's, uh, the searching for uh, um, Jerry Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. That's that's my album right there. Fuck yeah, like for Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dude! Like I, I even said to you, like think about this. Like the last bit of that album is him dying. Yeah. Even though he's like doing it as Kurt Cobain, but like, well, somewhat because he mentions Haley and everything, but like he dies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man. Cause I remember I thought that right after he died. Yeah, because it was like, it's it was suicide, but still it was like, how weird is it? It was a self inflicted gunshot wound, and then he gets shot. And then it's like, damn, man. And then you go back and listen to the album. He's confessing like the whole, his life. Mm-hmm. About the whole album, it was like, damn. So I, the little twist that I like, and the, the little whispering that he does there when he's dying, is like, "Love killed me." Yeah, because like the whole Kirk Cobain <laughs> thing, like, yeah, yeah like love yep. killed me. Like, but you could do that of just like love is what like killed me. Yep. But yeah, like to me, as soon as I heard "Purple Pills," one of the time, like listening to the radio <sighs> edit version was uh, "Purple Hills," like I fell in love with him. Like this dude's awesome. Getting the then then getting Devil's Night, just thinking he's the greatest and. Something I always brag about is I have electric Kool Aid acid testing on vinyl, and I, have, oh, I keep I keep it on my wall because okay. that was the it was released digitally and on vinyl, okay. and I like to one of my favorite pieces that, and I got the first Promatic album, I got the Hand to Hand, I missed the Hip Hop Shop. There was another one he did that I can't remember uh, was Slum Wreck, but I can't uh, I can't remember it off the top of the it was an Iron Fist kind of mixtape type thing. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Grown man shit. Yeah, I was just, I was just like hoping that there was gonna be like another album release or something. Mm-hmm. Like, but I ain't never get nothing. So I thought him was just sitting on something. But he's like, it, it, it would be like a first will come out like every other year or something, and then nothing for like the last few years. So yeah, he, uh, I know, like on the re up, he took one of the songs from Grown Man Shit and put it on there. Yeah. But he cuts off like the last like thirty seconds or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't, there was a reason, just it made it fit. And then like he added like like big proof, rest in peace, and we love you. And then goes into to the actual song. But I know after he died too, there were a couple of verses that he had recorded shortly before he died that were released on albums. One uh, rapper in Transing, he had, well, he had two verses. One was called uh, well, it was about death too. That's why I uh, yeah, it's something about like dying. And like it's it's really eerie. The other one's called my favorite song. I know that. And then the other one was like off a twisted album, which they credit. I think they credit that as his last recorded verse. This this is unfortunate, man. Like mm-hmm. especially being in, like literally growing up in the same area like that he's from. Like it sucks, man. And then still, I think I still got the. I gotta look through my like iCloud. But I think I still got the email that he sent. He's like, okay, let's let's work. And then, like the next day, I wake up and he's like, "He gone." So, I think I think there was a lot more left in him. Like, oh yeah. Like 
I always kind of felt him and M battled skill wise. Like mm. they were help picking each other up, get better and get better and better. And if we would have, we would have seen proof still alive. Like he would have had some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought I think originally it was like M. I felt that way like M and Royce, and then yeah. when Royce fell out, proofs jump in. Yep. And I thought all three of them because I still got like M and Royce is like Roy. People sleep on Royce too. But Proof was, he was the reason I listened to D12. Like, specifically, mm-hmm. then I jumped into his stuff. So, yeah. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I know, like, people for me, like, they'll, they'll ask, like, who I think the, the greatest of all time is. And I'll say Eminem, but I'm like, he's not my favorite. Like, I just think, like, greatness-wise, it's him. But, like, hands down, my favorite is Proof. Yeah. Was, was like, soon, like I said, as soon as I heard him on Purple Hills, I was like, this guy is awesome. Yeah, because it's. His verse on there is different. And then even like, was it my band? Mm-hmm. Like, listen to everybody's voice, a verse. Listen to proof. Like, he's actually, like, it's MCing it. Everybody's like, it's still jokingly, but he's still got the MC element of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what stood out about him. Mm-hmm. So. Like, he knew he knew how to how mix his bars of, of being poetic, being being funny. Like, he, he knew how to do it. Yeah. Like, I think it's... Uh, it's on the grown man shit. The last track I really like is like of how ill he is. You know, I think I, I, it might have been. I think is it Obi Trace doing the last? He says two. Um, he recorded with two people. Like, uh, say he was rapping about his death. I want to say Obi Trace. Obi Trace had a song about him. Yeah, I, I can't remember it. I'm trying to just remember who, like who the last people I know put out verses. I, I don't think it was Trick Trick. It might have. I don't think it was Black Milk either, or El- it might have been Elzai. I can't, I can't remember, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to. It'll come to me like, like during the match, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's what it was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, another thing, like your your entrance music is the game. <laughs> uh, I want to know how you feel about Fifty Cent versus Game, because to me that's like a crazy feud and everything. Like and like I, I like. Jaw versus Fifty. I loved Fifty. Uh-huh. Then when Game stepped up against them, I'm like, no, I like I like Game more. I was a Fifty Cent fan. Like that's that's my guy. Mm-hmm. So when that actual beef started, I didn't I didn't want to hear I didn't want to hear 300 bars. I didn't want to hear none of the beef related stuff because I like both of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as time go on, the better rapper to me is Game. Yeah, more marketable is Fifty. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's just how it is. But that's why I got the, the vest from Star. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear a vest. Oh, like I was, yeah. I, yeah I, need, I was like, I need something to wear to the ring. I didn't want to just wear a regular T-shirt. So, like, all right, give me a bulletproof vest because I was listening to 50 Cent. So that's where that came from. And I was in the gym, and game game songs just came on. So I was like, never heard nobody use this before. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> I got Game first three albums I really loved, yeah. and then like for that he like fell off with me and like not necessarily like, against him or maybe just like I was able to follow him as easily. But like docu- documentary, Doctor's uh, Advocate. What's that? Doctor's, Doctor's Advocate, Advocate and LAX. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what the next album like was after that. But I know he came out with Jesus Peace, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, like he back on it. And then eventually he went to, <laughs> and everybody can hear that. Everybody heard it. <laughs> but 
Yeah, like, to me, like, that beef is kind of weird. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I was more game than anything, but then, like, hearing it still kind of is going just because 50 doesn't want to, like, bury the hatchet, because he, he is a petty motherfucker. Yeah. He is so petty. <laughs> like... I'm a fan of his pettiness, man. Like, well, huh? <laughs> I mean, there, there's point. Of, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I was more 50 than Jaw, but when like 50s like buying concert rows of Jaw's concert, I'm like, all right, like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> you beat him, like it, it's oh, like you you ruined his career to a he point that like, he couldn't come back. <laughs> he was, still want him to have nothing like this. Like, oh, <laughs> all, all these all these years later, you're still doing that stupid shit, but. Uh. He, he's got that benefit because I, I think I was watching something that talked about him where it's just like he's made so much money like being an entrepreneur where it's just like you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> he's yeah. just like, yeah. All right, you know, I've made all this money off vitamin water and I'm going to go fuck with y'all a little bit. Yep. I'm bored. Uh, he's like, all right, I'm just going to buy these, these front row tickets. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, all right. You guys are on my list. I'll cry later. No, we're talking about Cheerios. First of all, Beyonce had Isaiah brought us the best motherfucker in the land. Can I curse this motherfucker? Yeah, of course you can. I just Duke Davis, half a TME with this motherfucker. Listen, whatever questions you got to ask him, it better be some top notch questions because motherfuckers be asking some dumb ass questions sometimes on podcasts, yo. You, he got you. You've you've not never, you. You've never listened to one of my interviews. Not I, you. Wait a minute. Hold on, Jocelyn. I said motherfuckers. Okay. That don't mean you. Okay. I'm not a motherfucker? <laughs> we heard you tell Riley he sucked, by the way. Yeah, we all heard you tell Riley he sucked. It's terrible. All right. So one thing we do with these interviews for Black History Month is we, we do like to talk about what it was like growing up black, any like experiences you had, uh, difficulties, especially too, like being in this business because it's not necessarily a an easy thing because the funny thing is too i had when i had jocelyn on i think it was right after the one last year because we were at owa good trouble and like she talked about how when a lot of black wrestlers get together it's just whether you've met each other or not it's just an instant click yeah. and like like you've, you've known each other forever yeah because it's like we are for the most part all of us we go through the same thing yeah it's like don't matter how you look or how good you are like some form of fashion, like your skin color, kind of holds you back a bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't think like growing up. Um, I was taught like my my history and stuff like that, and what to expect, especially me being a black man. Um, growing up, um, yeah. in this country, and then just seeing how things transpire, hearing stuff from my my, my dad and stuff like that. So it's um uh, it's interesting being black, man. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I was racially, racially profiling. Um, was, I, I went to college in northern Michigan. It's predominantly, predominantly white. Yeah. Uh, damn near Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, just walking to class and people turning to the side or, like, grabbing, holding their purse, getting in the elevator or whatever, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it, it really makes you feel a type of way. They're getting into this business. Coming from football, thinking it's supposed to be strictly performance-based and what you can do as a businessman and your skin color really being uh, a point of, okay, well, we got a black guy. I've had a promoter tell me, oh, uh, you should study Ahmed Johnson or you should be like Ahmed, like, 
No, I. Yeah. <laughs> I what, what, what frame of references do you see? There's no comparison. No disrespect to him, but I don't feel like I'm anything like Ahmed Johnson or just hearing that or you should do this because you remind me of this guy because he's black and and I was just and then it's even tougher for the black females. Like I got so much respect for them because yeah. it's already hard being a female in this industry, mm-hmm. but then being a black female in this industry because you push down further and further and further. So if you're not built a certain way or you don't carry yourself a certain way or you don't do stuff behind the scenes or whatever. It's hard. That's why, like I said earlier, like Jocelyn's had to fight and claw for yeah. stuff she's got because it's black female in the industry and it, it's kind of, yeah. kind of sucks. Like I, I haven't had as much bad experiences, but like just talking to other like black wrestlers and like I, I feel it through what they go through. Yeah. There's no way some of these guys main event should have been signed a long time ago. Fuck yeah. Like just looking at them. Mm-hmm. Like those guys Lee should have been signed a long time ago. Um yeah. it's a few names Willow, Trish, a lot of people should be signed and known of, but it's politics, man. Yeah. Something that I'm 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 hoping that like over the past couple of years it's been like help helping a lot of these black wrestlers get more exposure. And I'm not saying like me, just just in general, like having shows like this, having shows like Black Wrestlers Matter, having for the culture where we're, where we're putting a predominant spotlight on black wrestlers. Like I I never looked at it until recently. Like sometimes it is, you know, representation across the board is good for everybody. Oh yeah. Because, you know, I grew up loving Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, like two of my favorites, you know, two white dudes. But you might have a different impact like you have a different impact with mvp where that like that guy he yep. clicked with you and you're just like i love this dude he didn't click as much for me i, I still like him mm-hmm. but like if just any black wrestler can be put in a more predominant role yeah. more spotlight and like uh you know a little black kid looks and goes i want to be like that like to, that's all like we're bringing more people to the table oh, yeah. so like that's what i'm for like i just had the conversation with alex kane where we were talking about we ironically we we're talking about Ahmed johnson about how like you know Imagine, like, if he would have got a championship run, like, because, like, when he was uh, starting, like, I talked about, loving, I, I talked about me loving Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, I loved Ahmed Johnson just as much. Yeah. He looked like a fucking badass, he had great music, I loved the Pearl River Plunge, yeah. but, like, it didn't it work like, out. Yeah, it was like, no, it was like, no, like, when I first, the first, I told you, the first thing I wanted to do was wrestle. The first WrestleMania I saw was WrestleMania 6. Yep. If you think, if you look at that card, there was one black performer on that card, yeah. not including Slick, because he's a manager yeah bad news brown like and then if you look at the segment he was in like it was a questionable segment that yeah. roddy piper participated in so i gravitated towards scott hall like initially and i started playing football mvp brought me back in because mm-hmm. he looked like me like mm-hmm. i had the cornrows and all that stuff but he looked like somebody i can relate to him Shelton benjamin um, Bobby Lashley, Booker, mm-hmm. like, I know Booker T was with Harlem Heat earlier, but I was more WWF than WCW. So, yeah, like, representation matters. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so good to see so many more black wrestlers in a, a bigger platform to yeah. reach out to people now. So, we're making progress, but it can be a lot more covered right yeah. now. It was just like, at the last AIW show, I've heard there were some disrespectful fans 
in the audience. So that's one thing like annoys me. Like luckily I didn't hear it because it's just like we have like so much great talent, you know, no matter the color, and there's no reason. No need for. Like I said on Twitter, I'll say it again. Like if I hear it or if I see it, like I'm just gonna knock you the fuck out. Like it's no question. Like because one, we're here to provide a entertainment service for you or whatever. It's cool if you boo us. It's yeah. cool if you don't like what you don't like, but you cross a certain line, especially yeah. everybody's human. Everybody deserves respect, but especially with the females, that's a no, no. And yeah. I ain't saying it just because my, my, my girlfriend is there. All Everybody deserves the same respect. So mm-hmm. if I hear it, if I see it or somebody comes bring it to my attention, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Yeah. I'm hoping that something that we learn to do in the, the crowd is start to please that more. Yeah. And like as soon as like, we hear it. We need to find Paige or something. Get these fuckers out of here. Yeah. This is this is not acceptable at all. Yeah. And you know, you know, just talking about like the struggles like you've had in your life, whether it be in wrestling or not. It's just like that. No one deserves like deserves that at all. Yeah. Even if you had a, a yellow yellow brick road upbringing and nothing bad happened, nobody deserves that. Yeah. For what you know, what I'm saying like, well, what are you gonna get out of disrespecting somebody for, that you don't know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like the, the the shit's not funny, and as a, as a crowd, it's something that we don't don't want. Yeah. So, because like I said too, like you know, you got over so quick. Like we love you, we yeah. lo- we love Baby, we love Jocelyn, yeah. and like no bullshit. And what it probably is is like outside fans, but still, like that shit needs to be policed. Yeah. Because there are stupid racist motherfuckers, and we need to let them know they're not welcome here. Like we're not playing that game. Yeah. Because I, if I hear you during the match. I will hop out the ring and punch you in the face and then continue the match. Yeah. So. Are there any uh, experiences like from your life that really stand out other than like, you know, you mentioned the college thing of just like really crazy examples of racism? Um, once I had a couple years ago, um, I was leaving the gym. This is in Warren, Michigan. This happened in Warren, Michigan. Leaving the gym, stopped by 7-Eleven. So I don't even remember what I was going to get. But I parked my car in front of the 7-Eleven. So I'm walking away from the car. A cop is, a white police officer is walking out 7-Eleven. I'm walking in. I was in there for 10 minutes. And I come out to go get my car. He was parked like was it a couple spaces over from me. Mm-hmm. He's repositioned by a trash can. So I'm like, okay, I already knew what was going to yeah. happen. So get my car. I did nothing wrong. I go pull out the driveway. Here come the lights. Walks to the car. Are you so-and-so? Step out the car. Never told me why he pulled me over. He saw it because I'm a lot bigger than police officers. Put me in the handcuffs. The handcuffs didn't fit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, the handcuffs didn't fit. He uh put me in the back. He said for his safety, he's putting me in the back of the police car. I wasn't arrested. I was detained. I'm looking for a picture now to show you the... Uh, when I say the handcuffs didn't fit, the, the marks that it was left, search never asked me to search my car. Search my car, saw my um my gym bag. Yeah. Hey, you use steroids? Hey, you have any illegal substances in here? Went through my gear bag, my wrestling gear bag. When I said, "Oh, you a wrestler? I like WWE. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool, or whatever." Um, saw like one of my trading cards. Asked me to sign it just so he can keep it or whatever. But yeah. Oh, good God! Yeah. That's- that's a bullshit. Let me go. Like there was nothing in the car. Of course, nothing in the car. Complete waste of time. Yep. But it's it's like 
Yeah, like if I'm pulled over, even if it's just like nothing, I step out the car for our safety. You, I'm like, you the one with the taser and the gun. Yeah. You want me to step out, sit in your car because you don't feel safe? Okay. So it's kind of a thing, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's only part of the reason why when like this comes up in the interviews is to like get that out there. I mean, we we hear some stories, you know, secondhand, but like hearing it just fresh. Like I know like some of Jocelyn's stories, uh, other wrestler stories. It's like. It's complete bullshit. Yeah. And the, the stupid thing that I, I pension is like me growing up in like small Midwestern townish, like with farming community, I thought racism was gone. Like kind of like really like younger mind. Then you get older. It's like, oh, no, it's just I was too young to understand like certain shit. Yeah, it, it never left. It's just we got camera. We all got cameras. Yeah. So it just went from let's say like the Rodney King thing. Mm-hmm. It got quiet because. Nobody's videotaping nothing. And because financially we were put in the positions to make money in various farms or because we we're able to run for office or do stuff, we're supposed to be happy and it silences everything else or whatever. But once those camera phones came up, and it like it's sad that people had to lose their life during a pandemic, but I'm glad the pandemic happened so everybody saw what went through. Like the um yeah. stuff that happened in Minnesota, uh like every like for other countries to be like yo that's kind of fucked up like yeah. y'all still on that like says a lot man it's like one of those things that like i hope one day we can finally get rid of it but i genuinely feel it's going to take a very yeah. very long time because there, there are people in the nooks and crannies of this country that haven't changed their viewpoint uh-huh. historically in over a hundred years mm-hmm. so it's like it's going to take a very long time at, at, at this rate, and it's definitely bullshit. Oh, yeah. If you just look at some of these laws, man, it's like, the, um, like there's like a law like for black people was considered humans. That was about to expire a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like why is that? Why is that? Why is it still an issue? Like, it's this is a lie, man. I just tell everybody, every black performer I see, referee, whoever, that I tell everybody, just be careful, get home safe, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's. At the end of the day, that's all I care about. Mm. All right. Let's, uh, I hate to like somewhat edit on that point, but we, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, wrap this up and get into the Fave Five questions. Yes, sir. Hey, this is Booker T, five time champ, and this is the Fave Five questions. Now, can you dig it? All right. I'm probably going to go a lot of food one for you. I, I, I know, I know you, uh, you can eat some food. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go with favorite cereal. I stopped eating cereal like, Oh man! Twelve years ago, twelve. But I was a Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes or Raisin Bran? Raisin Bran is so slept on. Yeah, like, it's it's so. I think it's because like I genuinely think people think raisins are a old people's food. Because yeah. I mean, I'm lately I've been fucking with it for so long. Like raisins are like oatmeal raisin cookies, just, uh, yeah. regular raisins, chocolate covered raisins. Like oh, yeah. so yeah, Raisin Bran like is very good. I was like nine years old. Like can I get some Raisin Bran? They're like, how old are you? I'm like. But- <laughs> well, ain't nothing wrong with a razor man. Oh yes, yeah. so so good. Daniel, one of my favorites. All right, uh, uh, question number two. Let's go with wings, uh, bone in or out? Bone in, bone in. Uh, and I do know you are a drums guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. see how she do that. I mean, I eat it, but you know, I'm gonna complain the whole way. But yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm a flats guy. I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 just like Jocelyn. Really? Like, I mean, I'll eat them. I'll eat, bo- I'll eat boneless, yeah, I'll, eat, I'll, eat, I'll eat whatever, but 
Dude, give me, give me some flats and just, it's <laughs> been able to like, just put them in my mouth and just take my teeth and just rip everything off and just make it where you can eat it so quick. I did that, like, Super Bowl. Like, we just got some wings. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. And she was like, really? So like, really? I'm like, yeah. So I did it. She just stared at me. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, do it again. I'm like, all right. I still love the comment you said before that, uh, like, she was eating, uh, drums and she was just like these fucking drums yeah she just complained the whole time i'm like but you don't have to eat it like <laughs> i mean it's, it's fucking wings like i'll still eat it but i'm like i'm not gonna like it as much yeah I, i've experienced that full hand with her yeah. every <laughs> bite is just all right question number three uh bacon or sausage uh bacon do you like it crispy or not crispy crispy okay yeah but everybody loves crispy i'm a if if I'm eating bacon, because I'm more of a sausage guy, mm. like it has to be like the the softer kind of bacon. I don't know what it is. It's just I th- actually I think it's because I used to work at McDonald's, and if that bacon sat for too long, it got like potato chip crispy. Yeah, like, like and just that's that crispy is like too much. Like mm-hmm. it gotta be like the right balance or whatever. But when it's all burnt and shit, like I yeah, I mean I still eat it again. I still eat it, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. But crispy. That's the way to go for me. <laughs> uh, question number four: Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreos. But you know what? I can tell everybody like I'm, I'm a fat kid at heart. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> these fucking brownie, like these fucking Chips Ahoy, like soft Chips Ahoy, like with the fucking brownie on the inside mm-hmm. of it. Man, I can eat those all day, man. I don't know how. Like I just walked by the store one day. I was like, I need a snack before this show, and I saw it. I'm like, yeah. I've been hooked ever since, man. <laughs> well, when it comes to like chocolate chip cookies, are you more of a like you want it to be a nice soft cookie or like the the harder? I don't want to say crispier cookie, but the ones like you, if you dunk in milk, it's gonna just suck it off. Nah, I like the so- like soft, like okay, fresh out the uh, fresh out the oven type. Yeah, it always depends on my mood because like there's times that you know you get a nice soft cookie and like especially like right out of the like oh it's just amazing, but then you get something like a, the regular chips ahoy or just like cookies like that where you like. You dunk them in milk and it just like soaks it all yeah. up and then you bite it and it just oh <laughs> so it just it definitely depends on the moon. That's the same thing with with Oreos because uh, they have so many great flavors. Do you have a favorite like particular one or is it just like just give you regular Oreos? So, like ever since I did like the mega stuff ones, like, I can't mm-hmm. eat regular ones. Now, like, yeah, did I you ever get the ones the um, all the stuff? It was yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are Jeez. so good too. I was like, damn, I'm like <laughs> fucking Oreo that big. Just there's another good one. It's one of my favorites right now. It's like a chocolate cake, mm-hmm. and it's like three different kinds of chocolate in it. And it's the, like one of the few times like I sat there and ate damn near a whole box, and I didn't, uh, I didn't have milk. They were just so good, like regular, like not even dipping in or anything. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm about to find these. Have, if I remember, to, if I can find it before <laughs> you, I'll, I'll hook you up or something. I just went uh, to the yeah. store and I did, I didn't see any of the giant eagle I was at. They might have been at Walmart. I can't remember, but I remember. Just fall in love with it. I was like, oh my God, like I loved, I remember when the chocolate Oreos first came out. Like those are awesome. And then like over time, just me got back to regular ones. And then now this one, I'm like, oh, this one takes the chocolate Oreos like to another level just because you really taste. Cause like obviously when you have a chocolate cake, there's like the cake chocolate, there's the icing chocolate. And it's just, you really taste like all that in, in, in the, uh, in the cooking. It's so good. Oh yeah. See, that was question number four. Let's go with question number five. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium well. Ooh, I uh, did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, 
What's up? Depending on where or who does it, medium's not bad, but you get it done well, man. You kick cooking all the, the flavor and the juices out, man. You mm-hmm. can't can't do that, man. So I'm a I'm a medium rare guy. Really? Yeah. I've I've only done rare once and it was okay, but like especially too like I'm picky on where I would get rare from. Mm-hmm. So I always like to be safe no matter what I go medium rare and over time I've I've kind of gravitated more towards medium rare. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. It's just so good. But I think if you threw a medium rare steak in front of me, I'd eat it. But like if I'm ordering it, I'm I'm getting medium rare. It's just so good. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number six that I always uh, pick specific for my guests and for you since you grew up in Detroit and I managed not to mention this the whole time. I would guess you've had experience with this. What is your favorite flavor of Fago? Man, they just came out with a fireworks one. <laughs> yeah, that one's fucking so, awesome. <laughs> that one is so fucking good. Originally, it was red, but that one just took it for me. Like, if y'all were listening, get you a Fago fire pot, man. Firework, yeah. Say it's oh. just like a fire pot, man. Walmart has, like, their, like, flavored sparkling water. Mm. They have that flavor, too. Really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't found it in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna, I want to do a taste test because it's hard to find firework. Mm. I've only... F- I've only found firework at uh like the Parma Marks mm-hmm. and like that was it. Oh, the that. marks around me that I've looked at doesn't have it, and I've looked. I'm a then we get back home probably tomorrow. I'm a we got, I gotta go to Walmart anyway, so I'm gonna see if yeah, I can like, find like, it. Look at that. Yeah, because yeah, definitely I wouldn't do a taste test to try them, and then I found out too. There's a maybe it's through Walmart too. There's a red, white, and blue pop sherbet. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Did you see um? Like the, uh, they got like the, like, like the little snacks. I can't remember the, uh, I'm going to say Little Debbie, but I can't think of the name of the actual company. Like oatmeal cream pie, flavor ice cream. Oh, yeah. It's Little Debbie's. Yeah, they got Yeah. Have you tried any? I have, okay. Those came out originally because I'm, I'm definitely a food guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in December, they came out with the Christmas tree cake ice cream, and that mm-hmm. was through Little Debbie. And it's all Walmart exclusive. So they tried out that one. Huge success. So they started off with like regular flavors, oatmeal cream pie, strawberry shortcake. I can't remember all the other ones, but there's like, I think five, five or six. So it's yeah. like. I really like those oatmeal cream pies. So like, well, I really like ice cream. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I, I want to get one of each just to try them. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere, man. I'm, hopefully it's Walmart. I go to it tomorrow. Is, yeah. Like I said, I know it's a Walmart exclusive. You can't go anywhere else to find it. Okay. So cool. if, you, if you check a Walmart, they should have a space where they're supposed to be. But if you keep checking other ones, you oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. run into it. It's food. I'm going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> when it. Yeah, when it comes to Fago for me, like, yeah, Fireworks one of my favorites right now. Arctic Sun is really good, too. And, like, their root beer is literally, like, one of my favorites. Like, I can be pretty picky because there's some, like, I don't care for a mug. Uh, I liked it when I was a kid and not as much now. Uh, Dad's root beer. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's between Bark's root beer, A&W, and Fago. Yeah. It's just, like, Fago or A&W. A- A&W for me. Like, I'm not really big on root beer, but I'll drink it, like, I, like, like if I have a taste for it, like I'll go grab it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, the fireworks, the red. Um, I like the pineapple, um, pineapple yeah. flavor if I go to, mm-hmm. and uh, moon mist. Moon mist is you know definitely one of those classics. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, just thank you, thank Wrestling Cheers as a whole um, for all the support so far. Um, AIW give me opportunity every promotion that gives me opportunity to showcase my ability inside the ring promos in any form or fashion um all the talent reps producers uh photographers everybody 
podcasts out there that had me on or shows any one of the, not just myself, but any one of the performers of, I appreciate you now. On their behalf, I'm saying thank you right now. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, check me out on social media, Isaiah Broner. Um, Isaiah Broner 313 on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see y'all. Well, right now, OWA, uh, Winchester coming up and got Akron. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 26th of March, I believe. So, yeah, just come on out, man. Watch us on IWTV. Help support. Buy them tickets. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Duke Davis, Gannon Jones Jr., we are the main event. You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Let's go. And there you have it, a hopefully fun interview with Isaiah Broner. I thought it was fun. Hopefully you thought it was fun. Like I said, check out OWA. Check out Isaiah Broner if you haven't already. And yeah, let's uh, wrap this show up. Of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much I can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com, and all of those links, social media, as well as all the places you can listen to us can be found at our link tree, which is in the show notes. Be sure to check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and the Spanish Announce Table. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, the IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mics, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, the Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are the problem. Later. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, good night The world, good night We love you, we'll see you next week